Hello and welcome to Last Time On. This is the podcast for people who want to watch all this prestige television, but who's got time for all that? I know I don't. I'm Jafar. And I am Ben. And this is our penultimate Breaking Bad episode. Oh. <laughs> we are on episode eight of our podcast. Oh, and we are on season episode. five, episode 13. Ah. <laughs> the strength of will required to not watch the next episode to not just be like screw it i'm going back and watching all of season five <laughs> i oh, think man we'll see we'll see how the finale goes and we'll see how our series recap so we're going to do the finale next week. The week after that, we're going to do the one episode that we couldn't miss, the fan favorite. And then the week after that, we're going to be doing a series recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get through all of Breaking Bad. We'll, we'll be done watching Breaking Bad in 10 episodes. And then episode 11 of this podcast is going to be us reading what actually happened. Oy. Depending on how that reading what actually happened goes, I might just immediately start binging breaking bad (laughs) fair fair we shall see (sighs) oh this episode man i am right there with you yeah i know i watched this a week ago now from recording and for like i know you you needed some time you've got your play thing going on right now and so to be clear there, uh, listener, if those were separate words, Ben is in a theater production. So, who is your wife? Her name is Acting. Yep. When I'm I say his plaything going on, I'm talking about two words, not one. I'm talking about the theater production. <laughs> this this is part of the bits where it's like you and I have li- lived very different lives. I never would have considered it to not be a theatrical production. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Curse of being a former musical theater major. Uh, <laughs> but all man, right, yeah. This episode. <laughs> this episode. Let's just get right into it. Yeah, we open in media goo. Yeah. We open on Todd and Lydia, who, last time on, have opened their own Heisenberg's Crystal Meth Emporium. Honestly, shocked both of them are still going concerts. <laughs> like, Lydia has gone from methylamine supplier to drug king person, or distributor. Yeah. And Todd has become a meth cook. How? Is no one dead? <laughs> well, there are a lot of people noticeably absent now. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, Mike's gone. Mike is gone and not referenced, so 
last time on, Mike is gone. Mike is dead. Uh, I'm going to say Mike Mike was gearing up to take out the last of uh, Walt and Jesse's enemies mm-hmm. and got randomly hit by a bus. Oof. What a way to go. Yeah. Todd did this cook here, but he's only at 76% purity. Which, uh, so not only is Todd the, the F up who shot a kid, he also can't cook as well as Jesse. Yes. Lydia's like, we need to get Eiffel 65 in here because it's missing the blue. I'm not worried about that joke landing with you because in because the, the edit the drop will do it. The drop will when I when I I won't even say the word blue on this edit. It's just going to be the song blue da ba dee da ba da. Oh, I know. It's going to be good, but and this is where we find out now. Todd has a Nazi uncle. Yes. Uh, they, Todd is worse than we thought he was. Yes. Todd is a piece of shit. We find out very quickly here. Yeah. Todd, um, worse than we thought he was. And everything gets worse than we thought it would be because now Nazis are involved. Nazis. I hate these guys. Yeah. So Lydia is Paul Hollywood about this cook uh, and complaining about the crumb structure of this meth. She's disappointed. It's a, it's a bad, bad bake. Affair. Uh, she, she lets Todd know nicely, and Todd offers to have his windmill tattoo enthusiast uncle take care of Lydia's buyer, buyers. And, it's going uh, to be a maze. She refuses violence for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get one joke because Nazis can't be funny. They did a good job of making that funny on Community. They did. <laughs> oh, Joshua was a racist. <laughs> uh, but apparently now Lydia has sellers or has buyers in Europe, but mm-hmm. the buyers only want the blue. Yeah. Uh, Todd, like she goes to catch a flight and Todd kind of like plays with her lipstick on the mug before his phone rings. Yes. And Ben, uh, do you remember ringtones? I do remember ringtones. Do you remember phone calls? Yes. Uh, what a what a period piece this is. It's crazy I know. to me. Why didn't they just text? Right. Um, also, I did think it was funny that Todd gets her tea in a these colors don't run mug while talking <laughs> about how he burned the meth and made it not blue. Yes. Question. So the phone rings. It's Walt. And the ringtone is She Blighted Me With Science, Thomas yep. Dolby's New Wave Classic. Um, do you think this is a custom ringtone for Walt? It has no. to be. Oh, it no. has to be. There's no way. No. This, this feels, uh, Todd doesn't feel like the kind of guy who uh, would have ringtones for each person. Oh, 100% he does. I don't, I, that is not the read I have on Todd. I think Todd is the kind of guy who's like, I'm replacing Jesse. I'm going to be the new meth cook. I am the science. <laughs> and so now he he has like, that is his whole persona. Okay. So we see Hank meet with Gomez, who drops well, Walt first, by name. We have to say what happened with the phone call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Walt orders a hit on Jesse to theme. 
Yes. We also see that uh, this is not the first hit Walt has put out. Yeah. Todd asks, okay, what prison do you want us to kill the people in? And he's like, no, mm-hmm. he's not in prison. He's free. And it's yeah. Jesse. And Todd seems nonplussed. He does not care. <laughs> does not have, he's not like, oh man, you're killing Jesse? Not no. Jesse. Nope, not a word. Just, oh yeah, Just, finally. Cool. All right, I can kill somebody. I don't care. Yeah. I am a meth cook for Nazis. <laughs> My level <laughs> of morality is bottom. It's true. So Hank meets with Gomez, who In drops the underpass. Who drops Walt by name. Yes. They know. Ben. They know. What happened to her? How'd they find out? What the hell happened to Can't explain. But I got the Ben. So, what happened is, Walt has been cleaning house. Mm-hmm. As of our last episode we watched, uh, we know that Gus is dead. Yes. Uh, we know that they have been at the whims of having to keep production up in order to keep the rest of rest of Gus's old crew silent. Old, yeah, old uh, organization quiet. All those poor dry cleaning employees—they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, I, presumably they're dead yeah. at this point. Yeah, I those personally are the hits uh, ordered. I'm sure. My my decision for what happened last time on. Walt decided I can't I can't be exposed like this. Everybody's got to go. Everybody mm-hmm. who knows about me got to go. And so that is why they killed all of the people in prison. And yeah. as part of that, one thing we do know from the last episode, Mike was still loyal to the guys in prison. He wouldn't kill them. Mm-hmm. And that's why Walt paid off that bus driver. Okay. Well, that, that's a good last time on, but you didn't actually answer my question. Well, so that's <laughs> what I'm saying is he was killing everybody. Yeah. And right before he gets hit by that bus, Mike calls up Hank and says, Hey, ah. your brother, stuff's going, your brother-in-law, stuff's going down. You got to know, bum, bum, boom, gets hit by the 310 to Yuma. Okay. And so Hank starts looking into why did this guy call me? Why is he talking about, you know, Walt? Starts digging in, finds out he was part of Gus's crime empire. Starts talking to the guys on the inside. There's one guy left who hasn't gotten stabbed yet because he's in solitary. And he's like, as soon as I leave solitary, they're going to get me. I'll tell you everything you want to know. Mm-hmm. And Hank doesn't believe him because, I mean, it's Walt. It can't be. But he's like, okay, fine, I'll go call out, see if I can corroborate any of this. And as soon as the other guy gets left out of solitary, shiv, shiv, shiv. They shaked him with a shiv. And they shivved him with a shake. And as Hank finds out that everything he said was true, he also finds out he lost his last witness. Yes, there's an air of desperation. They need some form of evidence. Yep. That is with a currently missing piece. And Jesse has an idea on getting Walt to reveal where he's hidden the cash. At Hank's house, Gomez comes in after a tale uh, to gather info. Jesse is there. Marie and the white kids are not. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, and we skipped over it. Man, I am so happy 
my boy Gomez is still around. <laughs> We've lost about like it feels like a third of our characters. I'm really happy Gomez is still here. Uh, Hank takes, I'm guessing, some like goat heart. It looked. It looked. It was brain. It was brainy. It was, it was brains. Okay, my resolution was not clear on watch. So, hmm. yeah, something makes a scene on the floor, and uh, tells Jesse he's up as he pulls out his camera phone. Yes, we find out this is person... one of those things. Oh, oh, god, this is one of those things that Hank does, and Jesse is just like, "What are you doing? What's going on?" It's just like, it's one of those things that you do for a show that if you were actually in person, you'd be like, I'm pretending you're dead. So everybody just stops looking for you. <laughs> you know, we don't like, we don't need the reveal of people seeing the, the picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> we find out the person in holding at the safe house is Saul's security guard, whose name I had not seen before. Huel. Yep. Uh, we've seen him briefly before though. Yes. They tell him that he's on Walt's hit list and due up soon. Saul has a tracker on his phone and they show him a picture of Jesse next to the mess on the kitchen floor. We and also find out talk. Bill Burr is dead. Bill Burr might be dead, yeah. Three episodes left. I'm thinking Bill Burr's dead, which That's... makes me sad. Anyways, uh, he talks. There's seven barrels of cash somewhere. He got him the barrels. He got him the rental car. Walt took it, filled him with cash. And uh, took it all of a storage unit. God, well, can you first... imagine? Oh, go ahead. I was just say, can you imagine, like, finding that storage unit on one of your storage unit reality TV shows that exist? <laughs> I don't know any of them by name. I just aware storage of wars. the phenomenon. Yeah, can you imagine they open up and it's Walt's money cash? That's everybody's dream. <laughs> uh, but before they get there, Hank is listing all of Walt's crime, and he's saying murder. Mm-hmm. Ties to white power extremists. Ran the largest meth racket, but he says ran. Mm-hmm. So it seems like once again Walt is out of the game. We get confirmation Walt's out of the yes. game later in this episode. But we also get the fact that he poisoned a kid named Brock, who now will no longer have a chance of being the world's greatest Pokemon breeder. <laughs> Although later this episode, we find out Brock is actually okay. Yeah. I was very, very sad for a minute. But, uh, Jafar? Yeah. Did you do the math on how much money would fit into seven 55-gallon drums? You know, you'd think I would have. I did. Oh, hey! The one time I don't! Way to come through, Ben! Yeah, I, I stopped this episode for a good, you know, few minutes while I did a bunch of Google searching and math. So... We've got seven 55-gallon barrels of drum, uh, barrel, 55-gallon, 55-gallon barrel drums of money. Yeah. 55 gallons is, uh, 12,705 cubic inches. Okay. One bill, regardless of denomination, is 0.07 cubic inches. Mm-hmm. That means, you know... Assuming everything is in there as uniformly as it po- can possibly be yeah. maximizing space, you can fit 184,130 bills in 55 gallons. Okay. Which means if those are all 20s, that is 
$778,260. And we did those, a little well, bit of math last time, too, on how much this was going to make. Like, how much meth their current pull, their train heist, was going to produce for them. Well, while you look that up, though, if it's hundreds, not 20s, mm-hmm. that's 128 million. $891,304. Just look around you. Have you worked out what we're looking for? Correct. The answer is... Maths. It's a lot of money. That is so much money to be in plastic drums somewhere. Buried out in the desert. Looking at how much they made off of the one barrel, I have to assume that it's the 20 million and not the, or wait, no, math, 78 and a half million. Is that close to one of those? There's other shit that there's other It's costs. right in between. <laughs> yeah. It's between 25 and 128. It could be a mixture of bills. It's likely uh, a mixture of bills. Yeah. Yeah. It's millions of dollars regardless. Oh, it's so much money. It is absurd money. So they're talking to Huell, and it's clear that Walt has buried the money out in the desert somewhere. Mm -hmm. Hank gives Huell a good spook and then leaves. Walt meets with the aforementioned windmill tattoo enthusiast to arrange the hit on Jesse. And Todd is snarky when they refer to Jesse. Todd does not seem to think much of Jesse. No. No, Jesse's a fuck up or a rat. Yeah. They keep referring to Jesse as a rat, and Walt refuses to believe it. He's like, no, he's just a loose end. He's not a rat. Yeah, he wants it painless and unexpected. And this is all because, last time on, Jesse demanded a franchising fee from Heisenberg's to get a cut of the pyramid. He wanted, like, one of those side cuts. You know, gets a little piece of the pie from everyone, you know, like you Mm -hmm. do at the top. And Walt denied it. He's just like, no, you don't get the cut. And so that's what's going on. He's not getting in on the franchising. He does later refer to Walt as greedy. Mm -hmm. So it does feel like it was money that got between them. The price for this hit is a tutoring session for Todd to help him get his purity up. I just want to be pure. Yep. A handshake seals the deal. Walt turns up at Andrea's place to try and flush Jesse out. And I'm going to go ahead and say last time on, We've been reading this whole series wrong, Ben. Years have been skipped between seasons. Brock is like seven, right? Yep. This is not this is not a young child. And so we thought, you know, it'd been like maybe two or three years since the start of the series. Nope. No, it's been like a decade. Jafar? Yes. We see the baby in this episode and it's still a baby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I... I make a I make a point when we see the baby recanting this last time on. But oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the way that I do these notes is I don't have the rest of the episode at the time I make my predictions here, you know. Oh, so. I understand. I, I made a whole joke about all of the Nurse Joys and Officer Jennies attending Brock's funeral before I find out Brock is still alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we see Andrea and baby Brock. Mm-hmm. Uh Getting ready for school. Brock, kid after my own heart, when asked, do you want uh, yogurt or 
String cheese says both. <laughs> it's League of Portly Gentlemen material. Absolutely. So Walt tells Andrea that Jesse is back on drugs and that he's worried about him. I mean, the fact that Walt knows Andrea well enough to just show up at the house. Yeah. But um, he still is at the level of, it's me, Walt, Jesse's friend. Not, yeah. it's me, Walt. Uh, mm-hmm. Guy you know. Andrea calls Jesse at the number Walt specifies, leaves a voicemail asking to call her back. And then we cut over to Hank with Jesse's phone who gets the voicemail. He goes inside, and the van Walt used to hide the money did not have the GPS, but they think that they can bluff Walt on this. So one thing I did note while Walt is making or is going out after making this call, mm-hmm. Walt, as mentioned, millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. He is still wearing just beige on beige. <laughs> like, his fashion, his level of comfort has remained exactly the same as when he was a school teacher. Yeah. Over at the car wash, Skyler kind of watches on as Flynn slash Walt Jr. They don't say his name <laughs> this whole episode. No. So we don't know what he's going by right now. Counts change. I'm guessing this is some on-the-job training. Yeah, it's actually interesting seeing Walt Jr. back where Walt was at the beginning of the show. Yes, I'm sure that that's important symbology. I see we have an heir to the throne. I'm sure the word you were looking for was symbolism. What is this symbolism there? Now, Jafer. Yes. He asks if he can go home from work early, you know, get some stuff, do some things, and assures her that the smell is gone by now. Yeah. What happened to her? hell happened but i got the van oh that's a good one um when i had heard that comment i had just assumed it was like a teenage boy poop that had smoked out the house (laughs) just like a really bad one like they had thai food for lunch and white castle for dinner and it was just a bad day but (laughs) that's less fun (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna guess walt we see walt like five seconds after this right Mm -hmm. walt is at the car wash with the baby the family unit has apparently integrated yes which leads me to believe that everyone's in on it so i think walt jr took after dad and thermited a dude Uh, thermite and thermite jr right yeah so saul comes through and he's beat to fuck and so and this made me realize hey walt was also beat up here yeah make makes me sure something happened so i'm going to say last time on walt and saul actually got into fisticuffs yeah because saul was trying to just like Okay, you're cleaning house. I want nothing to do with it. I'm not going to give you any names. I'm not going to tell you anything. I am just getting out. I'm taking my cut. I'm going. Yeah. And Walt was like, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) You're staying here. You're going to help me. And they just beat the crap out of each other in a, like, two guys who don't know how to beat the crap out of each other fight. (laughs) uh, Where it's just like. Somebody throws a book at the other guy and somebody else just like 
swings a phone. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. And they're like, not like keeping their hands up or recovering. They're just like, ah, God, mm-hmm. ah, son of a. <laughs> well, the other one just like whacks them with a table. Um, <laughs> like it is a a ridiculous over the top fight. Before finally, they're just like, we've got to do this so we can get away clean. Yeah. It's the only way we don't both end up in prison or dead. Uh, so Walt goes outside to confront Saul. Did you clock Whoa, Saul's vanity plate? Before that, Saul goes in, talks to Skylar and Walt Jr. Walt Jr. is starstruck because he's got the the billboard outside the car wash. Yeah. And Skylar gives him his change for a $14 car wash in detail that Saul paid for with a 50. <laughs> Saul is that guy. Anyone who's worked a cash register knows and hates that guy. Yep. Oh. So, no, I did not notice the, the vanity plate. What was it? L-W-Y-R-U-P. Lawyer up. Ooh. <laughs> Saul notes to Walt that Huel is missing and that yeah. Jesse didn't fall for Walt's bullshit. He's got a bulletproof vest on, and I'm immediately like, he's getting shot today. It did feel like that. <laughs> Walt goes inside and tells Skylar no news yet. She's clearly in on everything that's going on. And Walt's allowed around the kids. This is all because last time on, Walt has sworn off cooking and is just tying up his loose ends before riding off into the sunset. We've, we've both posited this before, but... Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm making sure everyone I'm on the same page. Jesse texts a photo of a barrel full of cash to Walt and calls him, sending him off running. Jesse yeah. keeps taunting him, bluffing him, getting to drive straight to the money. While Walt's driving, Walt is kind of yelling back. We find out his cancer is back. Yes. Walt is saying, hey, I'm dying. I like it's for real this time. I'm yeah. not going to make it. Now let me list every crime I've committed, most of which you were party to. Yep. Jesse... And I'm just like, okay, I actually wouldn't look this up. Arizona is a two-party consent state. Okay. So maybe he wasn't worried about Jesse recording him. Okay. DEA don't care. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, he can't, Jesse can't steal, steal that phone call. Yeah, he admits to killing Gus. He admits to killing Emilio and Crazy Eight. These are the only names he mentions. He also admits to running over a bunch of gangbangers. Yeah. But, like, we're, I feel like we're missing people on here. So, last time on, maybe Walt didn't explode a bunch of dudes with thermite? You know what? No. Fuck that. No, that shit no, happened. He killed a lot of people with thermite. Just thermite everywhere. Um... At some point, the call seemingly drops as Walt arrives and Jesse isn't there. He realizes he's been played. He gets up on a vantage point as a call approaches. He calls the skinheads for backup. He sees Now, Je- one thing that made me super mad here. Okay, he's up on a, a rocky overlook, mm-hmm. sees somebody coming, and then runs back down. It's like, no, man, you had the good spot. You, did you were up spot. above, you were surrounded by rocks, you're wearing, like, this is one of those times wearing beige actually helps you, because yeah. you're not standing out, 
but instead he runs back down next to his car and is just like wandering around then finally runs behind another rock yeah but he he left his good high ground position that's not the high ground way i mean the jedi way you know what i'm saying i'm saying i've beaten you and i'm on the high ground so high ground he is completely unwilling to kill hank yes he immediately calls off the nazi fucks he knows he's been made stupidly he isn't like it's off there's cops here yes he's just like it's off don't come yeah which if he had just been like hey these cops don't come here yeah the nazis probably would have been like okay (laughs) yeah we've been made fuck you know yeah um he knows he's been made, and the, he's led the DEA to their evidence. Walt comes out of hiding, drops his gun, and approaches the trio. He is cuffed. Hank ribs him that the barrel was in his backyard. Jesse notices that this is where they first took the RV to cook. Except where they first went, it was a lot... Well, to be fair, it was a lot more uh, dry grasslands... But that was before they'd started a fire. <laughs> yeah. Where they are now, it's much more just also, dust and dirt. That, the one we saw in the pilot might not be what he is affectionately referring to. There might have been a Fair. first a cook after this that they consider their first enterprise together. Uh, you know, one that doesn't involve smoking out a bunch of people. So uh, while he's being arrested, I did have one thought. If I'm a defense attorney... Mm-hmm. The arresting officer is my client's brother-in-law. Feels like a pretty good tack to pull. Uh, um, like, yes. hey, maybe there was some other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Hey, there ever any uh, tension between your wife and his wife, between you and his wife, between his wife and you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt gets read his Miranda rights, and Walt calls Jesse a coward. Jesse spits, Jesse spits, spits on him. Yeah. Yeah. And he leaves Jesse with Gomez as the site until the search team arrives. Hank calls Marie to let her know that they caught Walt. So she's even in on it at this point. Or at least aware. Yeah. Oh, I skipped a page. After and this, I will tell you right now, in this episode, I am freaking out. Because I know we've got, like, four minutes left. Mm-hmm. I know the Nazis were, like, loading up. Like, we saw them all putting on bulletproof vests and grabbing, like, repeating shotguns and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I am so worried for my boy Gomez right now. <laughs> yep, the Nazis show up, the gunfight starts... Anyway, I started blasting. Bah, bah. No, I don't see so good, so I missed. Walt takes cover. He's screaming the entire time. Like, don't do it. Right? Somehow nobody dies before credits hit. This is... So much bad shooting takes place here. This is one of those things where it's just... It feels like both completely unrealistic and at the same time completely realistic. Because, like... <laughs> The the Nazis are very much a, like, they're portrayed as a, a you know, compound militia group. 
Mm-hmm. You know, where else are you going to have eight guys chilling in the middle of a Thursday who are willing <laughs> to load up and go and shoot at some people? Yeah. Uh, and these are the kind of people who, I know similar ones, like growing up rural, where it's like, you have gone out shooting mm-hmm. at least every other weekend for seven years, and you can't hit anything. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> well... Yeah, that's because you're more smashing down a case of bush heavy than you are actually <laughs> training. Yeah. Yeah, gravy seal style. Yeah, but it also reminded me, I don't know if you saw this, Jafar. There was a gunfight in Livonia yesterday. I did not. Uh, yeah, uh, and I saw the video of it, and it was just like this, where... The one guy's running around just shooting, 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 and nobody got hurt, nobody got injured, and it was just a gunfight where everybody got arrested and no one got hurt. <laughs> That's good news. I'm glad nobody got hurt. Yeah, but it's, but it's also one of those things where it's a domestic situation got bad, everybody's shooting at everybody, and then there's some jerk-off neighbor who comes out and stands on his porch with his gun pointed out, and it's just like, why are you interjecting yourself into this? <sighs> Get behind a brick wall and stay right. down and call the cops. Ugh. Yeah, I but mean, man, the one I was... time I thought I was going to be in a situation like that, that was exactly what it was, was I was walking out of a movie theater and there was a guy in a balaclava tack gear and an assault rifle just hanging out in between some cars in front of the entrance. And it was immediately beeline, get behind concrete in the parking garage, get in the stairwell that's built out of poured concrete, and yeah. call the cops. You know? For the benefit of our listener who hadn't heard the rest of that story, he was a security guard that the movie theater had hired, apparently. So dumb. Uh, uh, did not have any identifying security badges or anything on him. No. Ugh. But we get about what, two solid minutes of shootout? Nobody reloads John Woo style. Yeah. So that was interesting. But also just, (laughs) these guys are ostensibly here to save Walt. Yeah. They shoot up the car that Walt is in to the point where he has to dive into the the footwell to prevent himself from becoming immolated. Right. (laughs) These guys are terrible shots. Yeah, this is the episode. It just ends with no one dying. Yeah. Uh, how and also, did you react? Because well, first, I screamed. I first, screamed, damn our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Beth was sitting near me and was just like reveling in us uh, suffering the outcome of our machinations for having the hubris to think we could just skip around in episodes. Puff, my dog, who is a trained therapy animal, was just, like, up on my leg, like, checking on me because something's wrong with dad. I gotta figure Mm. out what's going on. (laughs) I was not okay. Yeah. Well, first I have to ask, did you notice who was the worst, who, who was shooting the worst out of everybody involved here? Everyone was shooting the worst. Todd. Todd had his gun, like, dead center in front of him. Bang, bang, bang. (laughs) 
Todd was notably shooting poorly. But you ask how I reacted. My wife and son were both asleep, so I couldn't <laughs> scream. But I don't know if you can read. <laughs> Again, son of a bitch, motherfucking goddamn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, no roll. Our minimum roll no. will take us to the finale. So we know our next episode is the finale regardless. And I think we said it at the beginning, but the plan is for all these shows to always watch the pilot and to always watch the finale. Yes. So we've got a bunch of predictions to work our way through a whole fucking series worth. So let's do that. Lincoln, what are you doing up there? Guessing. I guess no one's coming. I have seen into the future. You ruined the prophecy. All right. So my predictions from episode one, Jesse's going to get shot. <laughs> Feels like it's coming. Uh, Walt cheats on his wife. We never got that. Can Walt's cancer diagnosis is incorrect. Proven false. Double wrong. <laughs> uh, mine. Skylar never actually writes everything. Anything. I counted that for a point. Bogdan gets run over by a car in the car wash. It is a feel-good moment. It was the one feel-good moment of our show. Uh, we didn't see it, but I know in my heart it happened. And finally, Gomez is murdered violently by Hank. I'm glad that didn't happen, because yep. I love my boy, Gomez. Episode 2, Jesse accidentally spills a bag of meth because it isn't sealed. I've taken the point. This must have happened. Uh, Marie comes over to visit and steals Walt's hat. More than likely off the table at this point. Hank catches Walt. Walt cuts him in in the operation off the table at this point as well. More than likely. Could be surprised in this finale. Fair. I had Tuco ends up working for Walt. Tuco's been dead for t for four seasons. <laughs> uh, like, they don't even list Tuco in the, the, the list of crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hank has to choose between Marie's kleptomania and his job. He picks his job. That didn't seem to happen. And no one ever actually tries to turn Walt and Jesse in. Every problem is because of their own paranoia and naivete. This feels like it is actually true. Because every time something has gone bad to Walt and Jesse, it is because of Walt and Jesse trying to screw each other over. I think the shit that happened with Gus... And Jesse in Mexico has proven your point wrong. I I don't understand. Like, I don't get, get that. Uh, like, that is because they ended up, like, they're not trying to get turned in. Mm -hmm. Nobody, they were just in over their head dealing with people who are way more powerful than them, who they should never have been messing with. All right. Well. But anyway. Season 2, Episode 9, the operation gets upgraded, proven right. Skylar finds out about Walt, proven right. And the baby is still alive. So, Whew. happy to not get that point. I had Kristen Ritter becomes a problem. I firmly believe she did, but they had to kill her. The RV explodes. The RV doesn't seem to be around anymore. It's true. And, and we know the only reason anything's not around after Walt is done, Thermite. Thermite. And Skinny Pete is never seen, but is called at least three more times. And again, we saw him immediately the next episode. <laughs> yep. We'll see if we see the RV next in the finale. If the, if the RV is coming back for anything, it's the finale. 
I expect Walt to be chased in the while driving the RV in the finale. And and standing pantsless in a dusty road, yeah. gun pointed. Full circle, for sure. All right. Season three, episode five. Uh, Jesse and Walt bury the hatchet and cook together again. Proven correct. Walt and Skylar get back together. Proven correct. Walt and Jesse's rift deepens, leading them becoming rivals on the meth scene. Well, the rift is definitely deepened. Jesse does not appear to be cooking. So, no, the DEA doesn't normally let you do that in custody. Yep. I had Jesse and Walt reconcile. We both got the point for that. Mm -hmm. They are back in the RV, but to live, can't do that when it's been blown up. And Gus becomes a chicken magnate and leaves drugs behind. Can't do that when you're blown up. Season four, episode one, Saul changes his name to Sal and starts practicing law in Mexico. Does not appear to be the case. No. Evening. We never see Mike again. We saw Mike again immediately. And then yes. prime time, Gomez returns to finish the job. Hank can't. They're going to finish it together, it looks like. But maybe Hank dies in that shootout and Gomez finishes it off. We'll see. Had they kill Gus in an incredibly over-the-top fashion? I feel like I can give myself that point. I feel like you can probably get that point, yeah. We know Gus is dead, and how have we canonically said everybody dies? (laughs) Thermite. Thermite. Thermite to the face. Mike kills a lot of people all at once. I believe it happened, Mm -hmm. but we didn't see it, so I'm sad there. And Walt and Jesse blow up the lab, which the lab ain't there anymore. So just like everything else... We'll see. Thermite. We'll see next episode. The finale, you know, we'll see. I feel you, that's when you revisit a lot of this stuff. So yeah. we'll see who we see as far as characters that aren't around that might come back. All right. Season four, episode 10. As long Hank, as Ted doesn't come back. Season four, episode 10. Hank heals up and gets back on the trail of Walton Jesse. Got that, that point. Seems to be the case. Mike abandons Gus to work for Jesse and hence Walt. Got that point, too. And then Skylar gets killed with my primetime. Still on the table. I've got Skylar kills Ted. I firmly believe that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saul has a full mental breakdown. That just seems to be Saul's permanent state now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gus finally gets on top, only for someone else to rip down his whole organization and kill him. We found out that was Walt. Yep. All right. And then season five, episode five, Todd dies on the table. Walt Jr. learns the truth about his dad. Not confirmed, but ooh, are we close? And then I don't know. It feels like if he if he knew he wouldn't be working at the, the car wash, he'd just be like, just give me the meth money. Fair enough. My primetime prediction, Hank kills Walt and adopts the baby. Is possible. We'll see. My head, Hank and Marie keep the baby. Flynn slash Walt Jr. learns what his dad is doing, but not Skylar's involvement. Mm-hmm. So far, that doesn't seem to be the case. And the gang frames and kills Lydia. Lydia somehow became more important. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean she won't die. In fact, for my predictions for this, the episode before the finale, I'm going to start what is going to become a tradition. Ben, our old podcast... Draft mm-hmm. the Universe. Rest in peace. Yes. We had a thing that we would do on there occasionally where we would have a gambit when we draft. And so I have a gambit here with my final set of predictions. Jafar? Yeah? So do I. Huzzah! <laughs> 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 or at, at the very least, I have a theme. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, what is a gambit if not a theme when picking things? Man. At least in the terms of that podcast. So, my day- daytime prediction. Rest in peace, Saul Goodman. That's why his show had to be a prequel. My evening prediction. Rest in peace, Jesse Pinkman. My primetime prediction. Rest in peace, Walter White. Mine is very, very similar. <laughs> my daytime prediction. Walt dies. Okay. Evening, Hank dies. Prime time, because prime time is supposed to be an out there prediction. Everyone dies. <laughs> Everyone. No one's left standing. Um, now, uh, just to frame that a little bit, like Walt Jr. I, I'm going to put it in, if you walked into a room and said, oh my god, they killed everyone. Would everyone actually have to be dead for you to have that reaction? No. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think it has to be absolutely everyone. I think it has to yeah. be almost everyone. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right now I'm stating this for your benefit for that point. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I don't to, think it needs to yeah. be absolutely It doesn't everyone. need to be absolutely everyone, but I feel like they kill a pretty much everybody. They're gonna kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Like, maybe Huel gets out of there okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see next week. Season 5, episode 16, Felina. The award-winning series comes to a dramatic conclusion in the series finale. (laughs) That's it. It's all we get. But we, we do get one more thing, which is the use of one of our absolute favorite songs as our theme song. Well, before we get to that, oh. though, Jafar. Hey, that was a I fucking wanna... great segue, Ben. It was, and that's why I feel bad. You should. Continue. Before we get to the finale, I want to gauge your feelings. Okay. Breaking Bad, shocking no one, were, I believe, of the opinion, really, really great show. Yeah. Before, when we get together next time to talk about the finale, mm-hmm. I want just I want you to really take a minute and think about do you think we were able to get the appetizer version of the show? Like, do you think this process worked? Do you think... Well, uh, I think if it doesn't, then we've made 10 episodes of podcast for not. <laughs> well, I mean, it was an experiment either way. Fair enough. But I just want to think about it. Okay. Because I'll, I'll, I will just say, as it is right now, I think it's working. I agree. I think we have gotten, we have gotten a very, very good... Spark notes. Here's the the big quotes, and here's the you know over overarching narrative. Mm-hmm. Am I absolutely terrified? We've missed like a ton of huge stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but do I also pretty much feel like I could walk away with from this having watched nine episodes of Breaking Bad and saying I've got a really good you know feel for what Breaking Bad is? Yeah. I think I do. I think if I were at a party and I were to walk up to a group of people that I knew and they were talking about this show, Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. I would be able to participate in that conversation now. Now, admittedly, there's going to be a little confusion and I'll probably have to explain if they are unaware of the podcast, which at a party that I'm at, probably not the case. I'm probably Mm. hosting and it's probably people who know me who are aware of this little experiment that we're conducting. But it's definitely possible, and I do feel like I could I could participate in that conversation where I definitely couldn't uh, a couple months ago before we started. Yeah. All right. 
Well, who can participate in the conversation is one of our favorite bands, Ripe, who created one of our favorite songs, Goon Squad, which you hear as our podcast intro, outro, and episode stinger title, title episode title stinger music. They're fantastic. We appreciate the shit out of them. This, I think, by the time this airs, their tour is wrapping up. But it's they're on tour in the United States until the end of August. And you can check them out on Spotify, wherever you listen to music. Check them out. Give them a listen. They're great. Listen to the whole song. If you tune into the podcast and just jam out for that first 20 seconds every time, it's worth listening to the rest of their music. They've also got an excellent live version of the song Goon Squad from the Audio Tree live sessions. It's totally worth your time to check out as well. Oh, yeah. It's a bop. Uh, we also want to thank Annette Lucina for the wonderful photograph of the TV we've used to create a cover image for the podcast. Thank you for using Creative Commons. In a nonprofit fashion, we truly appreciate it. We'll see you next week for the finale of Breaking Bad. We will see you next time on Last Time On.